Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Dr. Paul Ruff, you know he's amazing. We absolutely love him, and Paul and I have both seen him. You need to book your appointment because Mother's Day is coming up, so how about a mommy makeover? How about doing something and treating yourself? WestEndPlasticSurgery.com is the website. Dr. Ruff is not only great to us, but he is board certified. He's been in business over 20 years. He has amazing reviews. Call him, 202-785-4187, and tell him Sarah and Paul sent you. We also have to thank our amazing sponsor, Waxing the City, Alexandria. They also are celebrating moms. With Mother's Day coming up, there is no perfect gift than a pain-free wax. Let me tell you, it was amazing. Go to their website. It's called waxingthecity.com backslash Alexandria, or you can call them to book an appointment. 703-548-8888. off your first treatment no matter what. Tell them Hey Frage Podcast with Sarah and Paul sent you. Love it. All right. Hey. Hey. We about to do this thing. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta, gotta tune in. in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin a co-host with the most Paul one looking fleek. Take it from me, you should be listening. You like that? I like that. 
Sure at his best, no need a second guess. Separated from the rest, entertaining nonetheless. Many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous, the number one hostess. Ooh. Hey. Hey, Paul. Hey, Phrase. How you doing, doll? I'm good, baby. How oh, you doing? I'm so good. I look forward to Wednesday so much, baby. Me it is on. too. You never fail. I swear what? to God. You know, I have worked with a lot of people in broadcasting, but nobody brings it like you. Yeah. I mean, you drop the shit right before we are about to start, and I just sit there going, oh. And you are like, roll take. Roll it and count. And five, four, three, two. Boom. Which story do you want to start with? Well, as always, I must start with my gratitude. I'm very happy to be here today. I feel I love good. You so much. I love. Yeah, thank you. Woo! Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Irene. Those are our fabulous interns. You're going to be hearing a lot more from. Uh, we should just play a little game. You probably already heard this, though. Yeah. So I was going to say we should Some. play a game. Which one threw up on an Amtrak door Ooh. over the weekend? AJ um, or intern Irene? Intern AJ. AJ intern. I, I haven't heard this, but I just assume AJ. Okay. Irene can keep her liquor down. I read the drunk. Okay, we'll play that game at the okay, end. Okay, cool, cool. Anyway, I love it. Um, I love that you start with gratitude. That's so I good. start with gratitude, but speaking of Amtrak, did I tell you about the first time I met Bill Cosby? <gasps> what? Did I tell you this? Do you remember? Well, I'm sorry, it's the first time. I remember. I remember very clearly. Um, uh, what happened? It, what ha- ha- happened was I was on an Amtrak Acela train, first class, in like... 2000, okay, or something like that. It was like in the year 2000, okay? Okay. So I've been spending money for a long time. <laughs> I mean, the train one way was like, like $300. Years old or there and you were like, yes, I was 12 and I had a $300 train ticket one way. Okay? That sounds like right. So I wore my white Izzy Miyake. Now, the reason why, no, 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 it wasn't, I it was Comme de Garcon. It was Comme de Garcon. So you know the Met Gala the other day. Yes. Um, this year was about um, uh, celebrating Comme that de Japanese. Yes. Yeah. Ray Kawakubo, okay, who's the founder of Comme de Garcon. She founded it in 1969, a Japanese oh designer. So this brings me to my Bill Cosby story. Well, I told you when I got into a bar brawl, I was wearing a Comme de Garcon. What is that? Is that a shirt or is it a jacket? Well, it's a designer. It's a designer. So okay. when I got into the bar fight that I told you all about, remember when the person jumped on my back, he ripped my shirt and my sweater? Yes, and I was like, we my remember. Comme de Garcon! He was like, what you call my mama? I'm like, fuck your mama, motherfucker, my comb de garçon. You ripped my comb de garçon. So anyway. I'm so, going to hang out with you more. Right. So okay. before the bar brawl, like six or seven years before that, I was on a train okay. heading to New York. It was early in the morning, and Bill Cosby was on the train. We sparked up a conversation. My roommate at the time, her name was Lucelania Sierra. She's the woman who... Um, coaches all of the Miss America people on the pageant. Oh, okay, okay. Which like how to, to a, walk, how to mm-hmm. do their thing. Okay. She used to be a big supermodel, <clears throat> you know, um, with Elite for many years. So we struck up a conversation, and, and it turns out that he knew Luce Lanius here. So of course he, he and did. I started talking. We talk, we talk, we talk. And I actually, this was not 2000. This was probably. 2003, because I had done Made on MTV. Because at the time, I was really used to people recognizing me. and I had, It was like <laughs> I my first it. big thing, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. So when we got off the train in New York, you can't be recognized if you're with, you know, Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, forget you it. You don't even exist. It doesn't matter how fabulous my Comme de Garçon, it was white, and it was plastic underneath, and on top it was like 
totally it was wool I don't know what it was it was just beautiful like a just a white explosion <laughs> and I had on my big Dior sunglasses and big curly hair it was great really really great anyway we get off the train Everybody's mobbing Bill Cosby for pictures, and back then you had to pull yeah, out their camera and like take oh, pictures. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Yeah. You know, uh, some phones took pictures, still but not really. You were still using the wind up, like, right? Still, like, exactly. Well, not that. Was, see, you know oh. what? You tried it. <laughs> so anyway, Bill Cosby says to me, "Hey, do you need a ride home?" And I, <gasps> what? I swear to God, no, I swear. And I said, "Sure, of course." Who's going to turn down a ride from Doctor Huxtable? Right. Oh my God! So you we were walk out. He had seriously a, assaulted. He had a green Lincoln Town Car. We sat in the back seat, and he had his driver there, and he had a phone, like an old school cell phone, in the middle, in the back seat. And he says, "Does your mother look like you?" Oh yeah. my God! And I said, "Yeah, she does." And he says, "Let's call her." So we get on. I give the driver my he mother's was phone up number. Victims, yes. <laughs> We call, she answers the phone, and he's and and he says, Don't tell her it's me. So I said, Okay. So I said, Mom. And she says, Yes. And then I was like, I have someone here with me that wants to say hi. And then he's like, So this boy is on this train, on this first class train in this white coat. And I said, Well, wait a minute. You know, when I when he got off the train, you know, he said, Well, everybody used to take my picture. And I said, Well, boy, you ain't done nothing to deserve everybody taking your picture. So my mom's like, Wait who is this? <laughs> oh my God! This sounds like I don't even know who this is, but it sounds like I should know. Oh my God! So my mom is going through all this shit. I'm like, I'm hysterical laughing. We're riding up the road. So finally, she realizes who it is. She bursts out laughing, and then you know he's asking her all these questions. And I bet he was right. Did he have a suitcase? Did he have a briefcase? I, I, I don't remember. Really? That part oh I don't God. remember. Why? Did he well, carry that was his stuff he, around? He would carry the briefcase filled with. Uh, Kalatapins and all the uh, drugs, the day rape drugs that he would use on women. So he would always have like a briefcase. And like some of the women, the last thing they recalled before they like woke up the next day or, or like woke up to him on top of them is he would have like he would open his briefcase and it was filled with just like lines and lines of pills. Wow. And then he'd be like, oh, here, just take this. You can relax. It's like it'll just take the edge off. And then he like yeah. basically he was holding back on that. I didn't get off of the full service. Didn't get the rape but we vibes. got up okay. to his street. He lived on East 71st Street. I think his house was like 18 East 71st Street. And I lived up in Harlem at the time. So he, we paused there for a while. Wow. No, really. And I think he was going to invite me in. I think I was going to see the scene of the crime. I really do. But we he, we waited for a while. I think he was trying to call in the house and see who was there or whatever. And then he just said, oh, okay, I'm going to go in and you can take the car you know, home. So the guy took me home and dropped me off. Oh, my God. And we stayed in touch after that. And he started calling me half-son. He, he would what? say, half-son, hey, half-son, yeah. How long did you guys stay in contact Maybe before you, like... like... It, until the girl came out about him being her father. You know, the, the most recent one? Oh, yeah. How many years ago was that? That was, like, was many years after his son died. Right? Well, no, we didn't stay in touch that long. I mean, I would probably say a good oh, so two or three years. Before that, okay. I think it was before that. I forgot about the love child. Yeah, yeah. so calling me half-son wasn't exactly good for his situation at home, probably. So, yeah, that's my Bill Cosby story. I have two Comme des Garçons. crap. The Barbara 
and Bill Cosby, and both times I barely escaped with my life, right? Oh my God, that's amazing, Paul. That's wow. It. That is. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, what to be grateful for? Uh, look, we have so much to get to on this show. I need your advice about somebody who took money from me, uh, then came back into my life, gave me the money back, and now wants to work with me again. And I want to know if you would give this person a second chance or no. Yeah, okay. We also have to talk about the Red Sox player. We were kind of getting into this because you have a. A tr interest, not I, I, the word interesting isn't even good. Like, you had me so intrigued when you said this because I couldn't believe someone would do this to you. But um, everybody has been talking about the crowd at Fenway Park that was yelling the N word to a Baltimore Orioles player, Adam Jones, and he got an apology last night. And then also, of course, a lot of you guys sent us the article about the Baltimore family that now has lost custody. They are the YouTube stars of Daddy 05 that have lost custody of their kids and what the uh, biological mom is saying about the two boys since they've been removed mm. from the home. All the kids? All the kids. I mean, this story, <sighs> can you actually believe that they took action and removed these no. kids? I can't either. I don't know that I agree with that, but... You really? I don't know that... I think once I tell you more details okay. that have been revealed, I wonder if Let you'll agree with I it. I need to know more. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I want to find out what happened to you this weekend. Yeah. I, I was, and I also want to know, <laughs> did you see my... This is like, maybe I'm dating myself. Maybe I'm really old. But I'm beginning to think that I don't know the sort of slang, trendy terms that I'm supposed to be using. Did I heard you see about this, this on from the, the Tony on the, Perkins show. Yes, I was yeah. a guest on the Tony Perkins show, and at the end they wanted to play this game where myself versus Gary Stein, right? So Gary Stein is like 65. He's, he's really funny, very sweet guy. But, right, I mean, the guys could be my easily mm -hmm. my dad, right? Yeah. So they start saying these terms like they want you to know, they want you to give the definition of what they are for a point, you know, best out of like five or something. Mm -hmm. And I only got like two right. <laughs> like, does everyone know what bro-pocalypse means? Well, my definition okay, is probably you. different. <laughs> Bro-pocalypse? Okay, here were some of the words. I was like, okay, I want to see if Paul knows this. Bro-pocalypse. That's ending in a good time. I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> bro-pocalypse. That sounds like a good freaking night to me. Okay, yeah, right? You think, I yeah. thought the same thing. It's just a bunch of bros getting together, you know, having like wearing flip-flops. Or, in, you know, maybe getting together and having sex. What what? Right, or doing a circle jerk. Yeah. You know what that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've participated in many. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now, what is a bro-pocalypse? Apparently, it's when a bunch of bros get together and get drunk. Oh, like they all die. Okay, did I not know that? I had no idea. Do okay. you know what that, did you, would that have been your guess? Probably. Yeah, probably so. Okay, well, I mean, it I used to be called, like, a sausage fest, right? When you walk into a bar and it was all guys, this is a sausage fest. I'm like, that's good because I'm a meat eater. <laughs> oh my God. Sign me up. The bro I'll take it. Here was another one dweeting. Do you know what it means to dweet? Drunk tweet. Drunk tweet. Thank okay, you. I thought it was drunk tweet as well. Apparently not. It's dumping and tweeting. It's when you're going to the bathroom oh. number two and tweeting. It's, it's dweeting. Let Did me you tell you something. One? No, I don't do anything while I'm... <laughs> that's it. Like, I focus on what I'm doing, and I'm out. Okay, I thought so, too, and I had no idea. Here were some of the other ones, and I I don't even know. Do you know what it means to be um, Hundo P? 100%. I'm sure. I'm sure about it. A hundo P is 100% sure? 100% sure? Hundo P? Hundo P. It's like Hundo P. Okay, you might have to come right up on the microphone, AJ, because no one's going to be able to hear you. That's weird. 
Hundo P. I'm Hundo P. I'm sorry, I've never heard of Hundo P. It's if you totally agree with something someone says you agree with it 100%, it's Hundo P. Hundo P, 100%. Okay, cool. Okay, I like had no idea that that one went. And um, obviously, I know what lit means. Like lit, you're just like sure. wasted, right? Or you're no, just, just ready to just pop off. You're turned up. You're, you're turned up. You're turned. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then if something is done, what is it done to you? Mean? Like over? Like I'm over it? Well, I thought that's what done meant to like I'm on. done, I'm out, right? Yeah. They claim no, that done is tired of someone's attitude specifically. Oh yeah, sure. Can't face going into work in the morning, you're done with it. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. They get it. Okay, thank you. And then what about what does low key mean? Undercover, like low key, like low key hating. Like someone that's like, like on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> this, this, this comes to mind because I saw Phaedra at Omarosa's wedding. Oh, yeah. And she says to Cynthia Bailey when she goes to visit Cynthia Bailey's house for the first time, she says, you love this house. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I guess I do. Yes, I do love my house. <laughs> you know, instead of being like, this house is beautiful. I, you I, love this house, don't you? I just thought this was like, yeah. That's on- a low-key hater. Oh, that's a low-key hater. Masking what she's saying as a compliment. You know what I do to low-key haters? What do you do? Like when they said, Ooh, I wonder. your hair show is curled today. I said, oh, thank you, child. Ain't it right? It is everything right. Thank you, baby. And then if they really don't like you, they say, well, I wasn't exactly giving you a compliment. I said, I know, bitch. I just wanted to have you say it out loud. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. I know. <laughs> okay, I feel like I was like, oh, my God. I think I got the definitions of these correct, and then maybe they just didn't understand it. Bye, Felicia. Isn't bye, Felicia, you're just done with someone? Sure. Yeah. Is that it, or is there more to it? Because that, they didn't seem like it was it. Where bye, did Felicia, Felicia come from, though? I don't really know that. Good Friday, right? It, bye, Felicia came from... Uh, bye, Felicia. Oh, is that where it came from? But, some, they, but it just started being used now. Well, like three years ago. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it from the movie like Saturday or something or Friday? Friday. Friday Did right? she just say Saturday? <laughs> oh my God. You know, I am not into this racial shit, but you are so, so white. Oh. Hashtag Sarah's so white. I hear you. I, I hear you. Diversity. <laughs> we got diversity up on here. Anyway, folks, it was yeah. embarrassing. I was a guest host at this party and then I lost to this 65 year old guy. I was like, are you kidding me? This guy. You Googled it all beforehand, though. Thank he you. He did show prep. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, you were out at the White House court. So, you know, while on Saturday night, while I was trying to get, you know, figure out what turned up and lit meant, mm-hmm. you were out at a White House correspondence lunch, right? Or something? I was, was that at Saturday? The, the garden brunch on Saturday. Garden brunch on Saturday. But Friday night, I was, I was low key. Stalking. Low key jelly, okay? You of, your, of your Instagram okay. game. Yeah. Because you were on Insta yeah. with Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper. So why yes. were you in Baltimore? What were you doing? Well, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen have a live traveling show called AC2 Live, and they were at the Hippodrome Theater in Baltimore. So Anderson invited the cast members of Real Housewives of Potomac oh, to go out. Gotcha. And Sharice was one of them. So Sharice invited me to be her date. Oh, I love it. And we went out early. It was so interesting. We went to this restaurant. So um, I went to Sharice's house, you know, got dressed there. Lots of fun. I had many requests, okay? I'm learning a lot about myself all the time. Are you? Many requests. I didn't realize I was like, I just just needed stuff. Like, Like I forgot my toothbrush. I knew I needed that. I needed um, a Bluetooth wireless speaker for the bathroom for a while I got ready. (laughs) Okay. Wait, were these demands you sent to Sharice? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
And I needed a glass of champagne and a bottle of water in my bathroom. Oh, Because my I knew God. we had limited time. So I was like, look, this is what I need to get ready. If I don't have this stuff, then I'm going to have problems. Because you had agreed to get ready at her place. Yes. Okay. And then the driver picked us up from there because we was going to be drinking. <laughs> and then we went out to Baltimore okay. to a restaurant called Charleston, by the way, that was totally beautiful, but super pricey. Super pricey. I left there still hungry, and it was a whole bunch of money. Was the food good, though? What was the food was delicious, just very small portions. It's lovely. It's all that. I mean, it's great. I know, but if you're paying that much, you got to feed me. I need to walk out of there full. Yeah. So Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels from the show, former Redskins player Chris Samuels and Monique, yes. met us at the restaurant in their fabulous Bentley. Their brand-new Bentley is always amazing. So Sharice and I sat in the backseat, so that's when I started the... Um, the Instagram. I did the Instagram. Yes. Your Insta stories and your Insta pictures pretty good, were right? unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, so we rode over to the venue. Um, and then we, uh, Anderson, I mean, uh, Andy invited us to have um, tequila shots with him before the show. Oh, my God. So we God. went backstage. So we walked in. He's like, to all the girls. And he's like, Paul. Because, see, I met him way back when I did DC Housewives. Yes, so he knew you. And he and I have had a lot of camaraderie over the years, emailing and that kind of, you know, stuff. And I've seen him a few times here and there. And we have a very lovely, kind of fun, um, you know, gay boy relationship, that kind of thing. Well, here's what I was asking you over the weekend when we talked. Because I'd always heard this rumor about Andy Cohen, which mm -hmm. is that when, even though Andy Cohen has made his living really on women mm -hmm. and, you know, having these shows about housewives and everything, that Andy Cohen really isn't into women at all even on a like basically hey how are you and I've always heard that he's like fine with women until there's a man in the room and then he could give a shit about the women and is just like so into the guys well I think there's probably two type of men that he probably likes to be around one that he can kiki with which is me and one that he wants to you know have sex with to roll around with mm -hmm. yeah sure so that could be true what you're saying it could be true I think that some of the women probably thought like huh this is odd. I thought that I was going to get the full kiki from Andy, and they didn't get the full kiki. Oh, you know what I'm gotcha. But um, he also invited Kirby, uh, Gail King's daughter. Oh, yes, because she lives here in D.C. She lives in D.C. You know what? we got to get her as a guest on we the show. We should get her as a guest. So that's if you look on my Instagram get. from the week before, that rooftop party, that's where... Um, uh, the picture with, with Kirby on the <gasps> rooftop when I was totally okay. wasted. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so wasted. I hope she didn't tell her godmama Oprah on me. Oh, no, you're fine. So, yeah, so but we had a great time. We did shots. I mean, Andy was getting it in, and he drinks through his whole show. It's so interesting. Really? For real drinks? For real drinks. No, no, no. They're up on that stage. But let me tell you something about Anderson Cooper. Oh, what about Coop? Anderson? Oh, Coop pulled it out. <laughs> Coop was the low-key star of that show. Really? You I believe don't that. don't think that it would be Anderson Cooper, Mr. I Can Be Very Serious CNN. He was so entertaining. He was so damn funny in the stories that he told. Maybe because it was unexpected, but it was just just phenomenal. I just really? loved it. I, I just absolutely well, loved it. You got to check out Paul's Instagram, Paul Wharton style, because you had so many great pictures, and it looked like you had a fabulous weekend. I had a wonderful time. Then I ended up um, staying the night over at Charissa's, so we had... We had um, a little, you know, little fun sleepover, a little bedtime and chat, and it's just so lovely, you know, just to have that moment with her. So, yeah, and the next morning I was up, and then at that garden brunch. Oh my God! I know we had such a good time. By the way, we need to thank everybody that came out to Primetime Sports Grill oh, gosh, in yeah. Fairfax. It was such a fun afternoon. I mean, yeah. 
and if you want to see kind of what went ha- what happened behind the scenes, you can check out on our Facebook page. It's Hey Frage Podcast. There's a video up, and Paul and I crashed a first Tinder date. Which, by the way, I got a text from her. She was one of our she's one of our listeners and a, and a dear friend of mine. She was on a Tinder first date at primetime at our event. And she texted me three hours later, and they were still there drinking. Oh, my God. I love it. I was like, okay, girl, go for it. She was getting a little loosey-goosey with him. And she was. And you she think was somebody got lucky all... that night? I think somebody got really lucky. That afternoon? Yeah, okay. I think absolutely. The sun was still up? <laughs> I think the sun was still up. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, uh, we have to thank Primetime Sports Bar and Grill. They're out in Fairfax. Um, they do a great Sunday brunch, and you can catch all the games there as well. Um, PrimetimeSportsAndGrill.com if you want to know more or you can follow them too on Facebook. It's just primetime sports. Um, but their brunch is terrific. They have a great brunch buffet. We had everything there. Everything. The omelet bar, sushi, dessert bar. It was delicious. And those guys have quite a few places around, right? They do. They're also the owners of Don Tito mm-hmm. as well as A-Town. Um, and then there's also um, uh, Barley Mac too in Roslyn. So okay. they're in, that's just to name a few. So definitely check out and, and go visit them at one of their spots because that was our first brunch. It was just so great meeting some of the listeners, I right? I know, and you were so sweet. You you texted me after and you said, wow, you said, it's so, I love how um, important the podcast is to, to so many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that great? I feel Absolutely. like it, the bond that we have with listeners and is really great. And the fact that they look forward to getting this, you know, this podcast every Wednesday, I mean, it just, it really resonated with me at primetime there in the city and talking with the people. I know. And I feel like, because, you know, I'm open to new friends, you know, before my traumatic L.A. experience, but I'm, <laughs> I'm open again to new friends because <laughs> I had decided no more new friends. You're right, Drake. No new friends. Forget them. But I'm back to uh, new podcast friends, so I'm open to that. Oh, my God. We loved our podcast yeah. friends. So thank you guys so much and for sharing and tweeting it. And hopefully more drunches to come. We'll be yeah. working on that. Um, a couple of news stories that happened over the week that I wanted to get, like, all of your thoughts and opinions on. So first of all, the local parents here in Maryland of Daddy 5 have lost custody of their two children. Um, and, this, and the mother in the videos is the stepmother to these two boys. And the court did rule this week that they are going to go back to their biological mother so i wanted to i need a few things okay how many kids in total there were two kids in total that are the ones that you see in all of the videos okay um hold on i'll bring up this story and the only thing that i know about them is what they did in that video which seemed you know low-key abusive and i'm not playing down child abuse right but you know, as someone that has worked with DC Child and Family Services, Foster Youth Division, and I know what some of those kids have gone through to even get into that program, like, that's a little low-key abusive. I mean, you know, making your kid, screaming at your kid, cursing at them, and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the hopes of making a great viral video is just a dumb thing to do. You definitely need some counseling. You definitely need um, some coaching on how to become a better parent. And to work together as a family. However, you got to tell me more for the kids to be taken out of the house. Oh, my God. So much more has come out. So, first of all, the parents' names are Mike and Heather, okay? And they're the ones that ran this Daddy 5 video, which for over a year they've been pranking their kids and pranking their son, Cody, who is nine years old specifically, and their daughter, Emma, 12. Now, Mike has other children, but these are his two youngest kids. And they have been given back uh, to the biological mother after everything that went 
went down. Now, the Danny 05 YouTube page, as we told you last week, has been completely deleted. But more is coming out about them. And their biological mom says that for the first time, the kids are learning to kind of um, decompress. And okay. she says that they've absolutely been traumatized by this, <clears throat> that they believe at any moment they could be pranked again. Mm. Um, they say that the series of incidents has had a big mental effect on the kids. Um, and that uh, they also called... Now they're saying that some of the videos, which I had never even know, heard of them, um, the dad would convince Cody that he was adopted out to another family. And then one video even saw the dad, Mike, pushing him and making him have a bloody nose, Ooh. which Mike claims was fake blood. They even at one point take an Xbox of Cody's and they take a hammer to it, accusing Cody of spray painting uh, his room at one point, which was also fake paint. This was even before the ink incident. Um, in many of the videos, it's come forward that Cody is red-faced, crying, screaming, throwing things out of frustration. And in one video, which happened last year, Cody even threatens to kill himself. This oh. is like a nine-year-old kid. Okay, shit Re just got real. In oh. the video, he says, I hate my life, just kill me, he cries to his father. This was one of the videos. So, again, all these have been taken down. At, before the parents lost custody, an online petition had 19,000 signatures to get CPS to investigate the family that live in Baltimore, Maryland, which they have now done. The kid's mother, Rose, has been appearing with her attorney and says that they are now being deprogrammed. Hmm. I know. I, I mean, honestly, after you read more and more about them, I don't know. It does seem like they should have lost custody. It seems, it like, seems they just like they should have, but far. there's still a part of me that feels... Okay, like you watch the Kardashians. Okay, and I know they're grown, but when they started that show, what Kylie and Kendall were like nine, eight or nine or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's all this manufactured drama on there. These people are not the Kardashians; they're YouTube stars. So what you gotta do? What up the ante? Kind of like Jackass, you know? Right, years ago. right, right. So right. a part of me feels unless these kids are kind of out of nor like normal realm, the normal realm, mm -hmm. like they know that they're in on the joke, right? I mean, That's how many what times these can you parents be claim? So the, the parents, um, Mike and Heather, have alleged the entire time that the kids always knew it was a joke, that the kids were always in on it. But the videos seem to paint this different picture. Either this nine-year-old kid is like a phenomenal actor. Which happens. There are nine-year-old kids <laughs> like winning Oscars. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or they're not really forthcoming with the kids about everything that they're going to do. And then they psychologically take them to a point where the kids are like hysterically melting down and then they're like no 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 it's a joke well i think the kids could know it's a joke but could also melt down just out of frustration and out of the anxiety like of having I want it to, to be over oh my god i have to do more i have to give more you know if i cry i get a bmx bike or whatever you know well, of course, I just did a throwback to, like, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> if I cry, can I get a BMX bike? I mean, yeah, so that may not happen nowadays. Uh, but. Any guesses on how much they were making annually before they shut the show 300000 You're absolutely correct. Every year for the past about four years, they've been making between two hundred dollars and $350,000 annually from the channel. That is a lot of money for an average family. Is that you know, not amazing? Yeah, I don't know what their background is. Do they keep their day jobs too, or just no? Do this? They've been doing this full time. I actually think that she did, does have a day job. Um, they do say that this prank has been the worst thing that's ever happened to them, and that's happened to their family. Um, they've apologized profusely and put out a video, but the court stepped in, and they are now done.
Wow. So I just, I don't even know how that family is going to come back from this. I mean, the backlash continues to mount, even though the family has posted numerous apologies on Facebook. I mean, what job are you going to do now? Because who's going to even take your YouTube page seriously? You know what I'm saying? If you relaunch, what could you possibly relaunch? That would get anybody engaged. Well, you can become um, a couple that helps other parents, you know, deal with their kids based on this experience. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like after years of therapy, after time, after really truly acknowledging what they've done wrong, they have to give that this part up. This won't ever come back around again, I don't think. I, I, it's such a tragic story. Of course, story. look at our president. Uh, you know, you can say the craziest shit and do the wildest stuff, and it can be hateful and hurtful. And then and, it can all come back around for and you. And it all yeah. come back around. Yeah. So hey, hang in there. Hang in there. Um, also, this was kind of a really sad story. And I, and I just, I don't even know what to say because I can't believe this crap still happens. But um, one day after Baltimore Orioles center fielder Adam Jones heard racial taunts during a game at Fenway Park, he received a standing ovation from the Red Sox crowd um, before his first at-bay last night at the game. The Fenway faithful, as well as Redskins players, applauded Jones as he strode to the batter's box um, and it was much appreciated according to Jones. He was very appreciative of the action that was taken and he says I appreciate what the fans did. I have never on the road gotten any ovations or anything like that so it just caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, and he says that I thought it was great. I was telling somebody it would have been um, appropriate for him to get an ovation and then sure enough he got one so there's no real reason a day earlier that he was getting racial taunts but they were actually taunting and saying the n-word so a lot of people were doing that portions. enough where people could hear all throughout the stadium jones says that he couldn't pinpoint exactly when on in monday night's game he heard the slurs which he said included the n-word a handful of times he says he had a bag of peanuts thrown in his direction although it hit a police officer instead According to Jones, this wasn't the first time he's been subjected to such treatment at Fenway. This time, though, Jones said he felt compelled to speak out. It was just the right thing to do, he said. It was something that was on my mind. It was frustrating to me. I'm a grown man with a family to raise, so I'm not going to let anybody just sit there and berate me. Mm -hmm. I'm a grown man. Where I come from, you say things like that, you put the gloves on. Mm -hmm. And then you go after it. Obviously, in the real world, you can't do that, especially in my field. So just hopefully the awareness comes. The yeah. people around the stands will hold other fans accountable. Great message. I mean, great message, but I'm just like... Can you imagine standing next to someone chanting that? What if those aren't your beliefs? I, me too. I mean, that's the thing is, like, how do you sit there in a crowd and let people say that and not call them out and not have those fans... So you're there feeling a certain way. You look to your right, you look to your left, you see someone that looks like you, and you feel comfortable enough to chant the N-word. That's so interesting to me. Now, how many times for you, Sarah, walking down the street, okay, because for me, like I was walking out of a hotel yesterday, Yeah. and there was a group of um, guys that looked like maybe, I don't want to judge, but I know a little something about West Virginia because... <laughs> when, I was, when I was coming up, oh, you don't up, want to judge West Virginia. When I was coming up, we used to go to West Virginia every weekend. We had a cabin in uh, the mountains in West Virginia near uh, the Pines Resort. Okay. So we'd go there every weekend. So the guys reminded me of the guys I used to see, like at the you know, general store or whatever. Sure, when you were out there, yeah, so vacationing. I tend to not speak first to people like that sometimes, out of self-preservation. Do you know? Um, well, explain what, the, what you mean by that. When well, you sometimes say when I'm walking around, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. You know, like, I'm doing that whole thing. The right. Because I just love talking to people. 
waving. I give them high fives, you know, talk, asking about their day and yeah, all that. Yeah, you're super but friendly. But there are some people that I judge based on the way that they look, and I'm just keeping it real. I'm being honest. And yesterday as I was walking out of this hotel, the lady who I had talked to, um, who's the director of sales and marketing, who, you know, asked me to come there and see the hotel, um, someone said bye to me. I went back to say bye to them, and then the guy was like, oh, you have such a cool look. And his friend's like, yeah, man, and we want to look cool like you. Like, and they really meant it. Oh, okay, so they weren't, like, making No, fun, right? but I had judged that, oh, I'm not saying hi to those guys. They might try to drag me up behind the building. <laughs> genuine mm -hmm. you have to be aware of that because yeah. you are a very out there person mm -hmm. and you're a gay black man I mean that could put you in a lot of danger for the certain a certain group what? but when we started this story though before we started the um, you know rolling you were saying that this kind of brought back something for you because your cabin in West Virginia was burnt down was that yeah. race related we don't know we still don't know to this day I tell you we would go there just about every weekend my dad gave my mom this cabin, um, log cabin, for an anniversary gift when I was a kid. And you come in, and there was a big pond, and then you kind of go around the winding road, and, you know, he built the cabin. Um, and we had a basketball court and a hot tub. It was fun. Yeah. We'd take our friends there on the weekend. And we left the cabin. It took about two hours to get home. I remember this as specifically as like it happened yesterday. We drove from the cabin home. By the time we got home, we might have stopped on the road to eat or something. By the time we got home, there was a message on the machine from, oh, and it was a gated community, too. That was the problem. Oh, really? It was like a, a gated mountain community, okay? So when we got home, oh, That right, is a little suspicious. It was an okay. inside job. So when we got home, there was a message from a very nice lady who, like, kind of was one of the people running the community that said, my dad's name is Paul. Paul and Brenda, oh, we got to tell you there was a fire in your cabin. Is You know, the fire trucks are here, and the cabin is basically on fire. Holy crap. Yeah. So but what made you guys kind of question that it could have been race-related? Do you feel like you weren't really welcome in the neighborhood, or do you feel like... Well, oh, well, because the um, fire inspector did said it was arson... They did say it was oh, arson, it was but we don't know who necessarily did it. So at the time, ah. there was speculation. Could it have been, you know, a maybe someone my dad was seeing on the side? Could it have been racially motivated? Wait, that's an even better story. Who the freak knows? Oh, yeah, this Paul Horton thing it just didn't just start with me. <laughs> it's been going on. It didn't start with Junior. It started with Senior. Really? Did your, He's oh, the original. Oh, we got to talk about our parents' lives. Yes. So wait, is that how your parents kind of ended their relationship? Is your dad sort of liked other people? Well, one, person number two, his secretary. So it was like the old school, like, oh, you know. Oh, you're kidding. The secretary. We've all <gasps> hopefully moved on. But, you know, I don't really know that you can ever really move on. Oh, my God. That must have been devastating, though, I feel like. It was devastating because then he stayed with the woman for a while. And we oh. had to like her. And there was a lot of guilt involved with our mother because, shit, I didn't want to like that lady. Oh. Do you know? I didn't want to like her. so heartbreaking for your mom. Well, I tell you, yes, I probably should hold this story for another time, but yes. I mean. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Well, I remember the day, the confrontation, the day that my mother found, found out, out and, she, and my dad didn't come home the night before. Mm. 
and we had a sleepover. My sister and I had a few friends over, and my mom made us pancakes and a big breakfast. My dad didn't come home. So my mom ended up going to my dad's office. So do you feel like your mom always had kind of an inkling that something was up? Well, I can't really speak for her. I, I mean, I think we all do, right? Yeah, Like the I reason know. why I pulled out my iPad in New York when the guy was cheating on me and I put it on record and I heard his whole yeah, upgrading right. the tickets to first class with him and his quote-unquote traveling companion. Yeah, right, okay? right. So I knew, even though I had moved there, I knew this he ain't up to no damn good. You right. know? So there's probably that. When you're sleeping with someone and you've built a life with them, you know when they're acting a little bit different. Yeah, I know. And he yeah. didn't come home. So shit, he was doing something. Right, you know? right. So she went to the office. She saw both of their cars out front. <gasps> right. Oh, this is the next morning. Mother. This is like on a Saturday morning. She goes inside. The shit goes down. Ugh. The woman grabbed a envelope opener and went after my mom. My mom ran to the back of the office, grabbed the coffee pot of hot coffee uh, and busted over the woman's head. Oh what? my god! Yeah. And busted over the woman's head and and um Holy my, God. And Where's your dad? I think my dad said something like, You could have killed her and then my mom said something like, Well you've already killed me you know <gasps> Mm hmm. Oh my so god. So then she comes home, and I remember she was like distraught, but she pulled it together. And I remember her going to her room, and I remember later that day, and I must have been about 10 or 11. Oh my god, Paul, that's so traumatic. Later that day, and it was still light, but it was almost dusk, and I looked in her room, and she was laying in her bed. Her bed was perfectly made up, and she was in the fetal position. And I just remember thinking, oh shit, like this is not good. Oh this my isn't good. God. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, you just remember as a kid. So, you know, I when know. you ask someone like a wife that that's happened to, um, or sometimes when I talk about my dad now, because my dad and I are very, very close. Yeah, I know you guys are. You talk about your father all the time. Very, very loving. close. We yeah. are. He's like, you know, right up there. You know, he's, he's dad. He's one of the best friends. He helps me with my business, the whole bit. And I'm sure he regrets a lot of the decisions oh, yeah. that he made. I mean, he and he said it. Yeah. He has said it. And he didn't end up marrying that woman. So it's like the side chicks rarely win because they will cheat on the main chick with the side chick. And then he married somebody else. Is your So your mom, is she dating at all now? Oh, she's married. Oh, she is she, married. She got she married again. Um, okay. She got married again maybe three years after they divorced. And they've been married ever since? Since 1995. Do you think your mom ever really got over it? Or do you well, think even though you move on with let someone Let me tell new, you something. My father never did as well ever again without really? my mother. My father was balling out of control when I was a kid. Wow. He was a baller, honey. I mean, we were, we've been on the floor at the Wizards game. Oh, they were the bullets then, okay? Since I was like <laughs> six years old. No, no, no. This man was rocking and rolling. I mean, several homes... You know, own business, cash, money, cars, the whole bit. Um, but that decision changed the trajectory of his life. It really did. Wow. His businesses never did as well. Ever, ever, ever did the same. I mean, in like a noticeable difference, a huge difference. Why do you think that was? He's never been as happy. Really? He's never been as happy. My mom um, is the one who. 
Your friends are welcome. Come over. She's got sure. music going. She's going to make you the best food. She's going to serve it to you in the most fabulous way. And it seems effortless. She puts a lot of effort into it. But when it's time to welcome you, she puts all that, you know, she's not running around huffing and puffing. It's done. You know, you hear the music. It smells good. You can eat. There's always champagne popping. And although my dad is not like a partier. Yeah. You know? He enjoyed the fact that the fruits of his labor could be, you know, shared with the family, could be shared with friends. My sister and I saw how to entertain, how to welcome people into our home. She took a lot of pride in her home in terms of the cleanliness of it. Right. So the way that his life has been from the side chick living with her after that or them living together to his new wife, who I love dearly. But it's never quite been the same. You oh, know? my God. Can There's we no them music. On? There's no music in the house. The way, you know, she she cooks very, like, regular kind of meals. My mom is all, let's try this. I got this cheese imported from such and such. And I, you know, went to the butcher and got the meat. And I went to the wharf and got the fit. You know, like, she does that. Wow. So you taste it. And it's all about um, the little details. So, you know, I mean, just when you think you want to taste a little something different or you got to really think about what you have. Yeah, I That's know. That's my lesson. Oh my God, that's yeah. a good lesson. Yeah, that's my oh lesson. Oh my God. There you go. I love that lesson. I thought if your mom was single, you know, mine's divorced. She just got divorced. So she's like, ready, I need to find her a new man. She just got divorced again? No, this is her first divorce. Oh. Because my dad passed away when I was younger. So so then she remarried my stepfather. And, uh, you know, they've just kind of grown apart over the years. And and a couple years ago, my stepfather basically said, look, I don't want to travel anymore. uh, He owns bowling centers. And he said, I want to focus on the bowling centers. And I have no desire to really go places and... You can go by yourself, but see ya. Mm. So basically, um, they. But he wanted to stay married. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've never really had anything in common. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did. I think they got married. Uh, Andy, who's my stepfather, his wife passed away a year before my dad did of ovarian cancer. Then my father passed away of esophageal and stomach cancer. So I think that bonded the yeah. two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of fear with my mom of being alone, being a woman by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I think she'd been with my dad almost 20 years. I don't think she knew what it was like to live on her own. Okay. And so they kind of rushed in and got married. And then really after the first couple years, it was like, oh, you know, they never really. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. 
10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. We never blended families. You know, I have two stepdaughters, but I'm not... Nothing. I mean, they're very lovely people, but we just yeah. have nothing in common. You know, if if we weren't connected by that marriage, we would never hang out. You know what I mean? I do. You know, just people like that. I do. So, um, and I'm sure they feel the same way about my brother and me, and we're kind of fine with that. So, nobody ever connected, and mm-hmm. then it just sort of went south from there. And so, I'm really proud of her. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I am too. Yeah, because she used to. She for, for many many years they'd both been talking about getting divorced, and then they never would pull the trigger. And so I would say to her, okay, mom, do not call me 
mm-hmm. until you have the papers drawn up and you are ready to sign. Because sure. you have told me about this divorce and you never do it and yada, yada. I cannot listen to this anymore. And then one day she called me and she goes, you know what? We went to an attorney and the papers are drawn up and I'm signing next week and I'm getting divorced. And I was like, wow. What? Okay, sister. So she's doing it on her own and I've never seen her look better. And she's 68 years old, 69 years mm-hmm. old. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care if I never meet anybody and I'm never getting remarried ever again. Wow. And if I find a companion who wants to go for hikes and travel, great, but I am done. I was going to say, sometimes you make the choice to have a lifetime companion. Do you, it, yes. But... but and that's sometimes when maybe the sex isn't spot on or you're not crazy attracted to that person. Right. The only issue with that is sometimes they change who they are or what you think they want, even from that perspective. Right. So if you think, oh, wow, I'm going to grow old with this person, like he decided, you know what? I don't want to go on cruises. I don't want to travel. I don't want to explore new things. I know all I need to know. And I'm going to go over here and, you know, throw these bowling balls down the alley. (laughs) You know? And you're like, oh, well, shit. Well, I never really thought you were that hot anyway. I mean, I'm not saying your mom did that. Well, no, and I think you're right. I think, and look, there was more than just the travel thing. But in general, they just had nothing in common. Yeah. Which... The thing that brought them together was the death of their spouse. And then once they sort of healed from that, it was like, well, I wouldn't really hang out with you. Sure, (laughs) sure. So it's going to be interesting to see her solo. Well, it's interesting because I have a friend who I have a crush on. Ooh. But it is non-sexual. It's the craziest thing. This is like a good friend of mine, okay, Okay. who I just, I just... I, we went out to dinner the other night, and I skipped all the way home. Now, I don't want to sleep with this person. He's in a relationship with someone else. I have no interest in sleeping. In fact, but I do, I would cuddle with him. I would go on vacation with him. I enjoy his <laughs> company so much. Why don't you try so it, much. though? Why don't you try it? Because you try might what? become sexual with no, him. No, but he's got a partner and all that. Oh. But we really, really, really enjoy each other. And it's and I'm being honest. If it was about sex, you know, I'd tell you. Right? Maybe you should think about being a third person. Oh, because I have to tell you, I you know, at the brunch. No, at the brunch, at our primetime sports brunch this past Sunday, somebody there said to me, uh, what's the deal with you and Dan? Are you guys in an open relationship? And I said, no, but I always talk to Dan to see if that would that would work. And he was like, oh, well, you should let me know if that will work. You know who this person is, too. <laughs> okay. I do? Is it a guy or a girl? It's a guy. And he was like... <laughs> Hey, hold on. Hold on. I'm turning the microphones down. Wait. Hold on one second. I'm just going to play this Mariah Carey song for you guys for a second. <laughs> I can't believe that. He's hot. Um, he's super hot, and he said to me, what's the deal with you and Dan? So he listens? Um, no, he he said that he just started listening after we went to the brunch, and then um, I don't 
even know how we got. Oh, he said to me, what's your deal? Are you like, well, and this might have been a wrong move, but he was standing there and then I started scratching his back and I'm not really sure why he started doing Okay, that. you should have, you buried the lead on that one. You should have started with that. Well, I started scratching his back and then he said he wanted to talk. And then he did. Yeah. And he was like, okay, what's your deal? I was like, oh, you know, I'm in this relationship. I've been with my boyfriend for four years. And he's like, oh, are you guys like open? And I said, no, but I always say to Dan, let's have an open but relationship. But he didn't want, okay, now let me just clarify something with you. That doesn't mean that he wants to be a part of a threesome with you and Dan. That means that can you step out on the side with him? Oh, That's all that means. That Are you in an it. open relationship? Oh. Yeah, because okay. other than that, I would be pretty pissed off because he's never asked me to do anything. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I saw this father and son picture. I want you to know this was circulating on the Internet this week. Do you think this is inappropriate or hilarious? Okay. okay. So this was the father and son um, okay. when they were little, right? That's the picture. Then they reenacted um, as grown men. Um, what do you think? What do you think? That is not <laughs> right. No. Now, look. Now, the dad is wearing boxer shorts. Now, the uh, son, <laughs> the son is I'm not. very uncomfortable with this. That is Horrible. If I ever, if I ever, you can be assured that someone gave me $10 million. <laughs> no, there's no way. I'm not even You're a not million. hopping into a bathtub with your dad? Not even a million. No. Just to give you a little face. Uh, wow, you were really shocked by not that Not a one. million. No. This is horrible. So, you know when you were like a baby and you would take a bath with your parents, which, by the way, I always thought that, don't you think that bathtub pictures with your kid is like so inappropriate? I'm sorry. Even when your kid I'm is sorry, a baby I and you're you. My naked. penis is going to be flaccid for a week. I can't even. <laughs> Irene, I need water. Somebody go get me a Patron Gimlet. I'm not even drinking right now. What the hell? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm horrified. Sorry. Continue. Okay. Here, I have a real pet peeve when it comes to kids. And I don't have kids. And I'm sure many people listening have this, this like, picture, right? But there is something about putting your baby in the bathtub with you naked that is just so inappropriate. I don't care if it's a dad with the son, a dad with the daughter. It's so inappropriate, okay? Why are you taking a bath naked with your baby, okay? I think it's so strange. I don't really mind it with the baby. Well, it's weird, though. It's weird. Well, one of my friend's husbands, he's German, and he would shower with the three young girls. Okay, yeah. no. And Hell he did no. it until they were like 10 or 11. What? Yeah. Okay, that is inappropriate. No. Because in his family, Hell like that's what the they no. do. What? I don't think there was anything untoward going on. There was nothing like odd happening, but I mean, it looked crazy to me. Oh, my God. I, I've never seen my mom naked. Um, okay, well, obviously, I've seen my mom naked, but like what my girls? dad would never. Yeah, girls. What? I saw my dad naked all the time. Irene, you saw your dad naked? Get up here on the microphone. How, 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 until what age? Like, did you, okay, these, they are from California. Maybe it's a main thing. I went to the gym with my dad when I was a kid, and I saw him once naked and was like, oh my God, this is horrible. No, yeah. I mean, he, he was the, he was our stay at home dad. So, like, he would, you know, like, go to the, take a shower and walk to his room, and like, it just, it wasn't a big deal. Like, I'd see yeah. him naked. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably not that big of a deal. Okay, maybe I'm too modest maybe when it comes to kids. Sorry, my breath smells like shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just read an article about that. You should hummus. get that checked out. Hummus? She just ate oh, you just ate hummus. I only, oh. heard her, I only heard her say her breath smelled like shit. I read an article because, you know, I'm always trying to work on myself. Yeah. Um, and it was just... I read an article about sticky breasts. No, no. I read an article. It just popped up because I was looking for recipes for my um, Nutramix or whatever that thing is I have. Vitamix or whatever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I was looking for recipes because I'm always looking for stuff. Like, I'm like... 
I want to mix things up that make, you know, my skin better and my digestion better. And anyway, they were telling, they were saying, like, all the reasons why if your breath is really bad, like, all the shit that can be wrong with you is some scary shit. Really? Like, what? Well, of course, the I normal... Know some people with some serious halitosis. The normal so dental can, stuff, you know, they said, you know, your molars can go bad and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then they just talked about uh, just a bunch of digestive issues and the gases that back up from oh, your, you know, from your intestines. Do I ever have bad breath? Would you be honest Not with me? Not to me. I would tell you. Okay, good. Because, you know, there's some people that work at Fox. They have the most rancid breath I have ever smelled in my life. And I swear to God, I just get near these people and I'm like... Do you think that people don't brush their tongue? Because I brush yes. my tongue and the sides and the top, like, really. I, think I get that's into it. it. I think these yeah. people that have really horrible breath at Fox, like, they just don't, they yeah. don't get in And it. they don't floss all, uh, oh. also, right? How do people not floss? I don't know. I enjoy it. It's part I, of my too. ritual. You know? Don't you feel not clean if you don't floss? Like, I got to get all well, that Especially out. when something comes out and you're like, oh. Shit! If you skip the day or something, and then that thing comes out, and then it's like, oh my god, that's a piece of roast beef! Oh my god, I've been walking around like this. I'm a Neanderthal. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? God. Anyway, yeah. needless to say, this picture is disturbing. It's a dad and his son in his bath in the bathtub when they were little, and then they reenacted it when it was older. This thing's been shared like 26,000 times on Facebook, and people are not. I'm happy horrified about it. by it, but I love that they are that close what? and the smiles on their faces. I mean, that part is cool. It's not my thing. I would never, ever, ever do it. But I love the father-son bond. bond. Oh, That's... my God. I'm, I'm totally with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of our listeners, Mike Scott, sent us this, this uh, story. And it's actually how to surround yourself with good people by using just these 12 questions. I'll just give you a couple okay. of them. And then uh, you can tell me if you think this is a good idea as far as trying to find the right people. Um, so here are the top five, okay? If you want to surround yourself with just good people that have you know, their good intentions and your good intentions at heart. Is this person self-aware? Self-awareness is the key to success and happiness. You agree with that? Yes. So if the person is self-aware, see, that's what I love about you. Yeah. The self-awareness, and I think, too, like sometimes when people might meet you or they don't know you, they might think, well, this guy just thinks he's so full of it. Yeah. But you're like completely, you're always checking in with yourself about mm-hmm. self-improvement. And I feel like that's how you and I get along so sure, well. Because I try to do that, too. I never want to be about ego. You know? Absolutely. Like, like sometimes even when I respond to a text of yours, like this morning you said something and I didn't say good morning. So like instantly, instead of like knowing that, I just try to fix it. Like I'm always. Yeah, you're always you know, so good you that You responded way. and I said, oh shit, I didn't say good morning. So then I'll always hit you with like a good morning, you know, because I want you to know like that's on my mind. But sometimes I'm just moving. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this person feel authentic to you? Mm-hmm. Um, few things are worse than being phony and phony praise. We've all been in situations where the presentation feels over the top, even staged. Good people do not feel compelled to tie themselves into knots in order to impress others. You agree with that? Huh. That was a lot. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you don't seem as convinced on that one. Well, you know what it is? I feel like, and I know there are fake people everywhere. I really do. But for one thing, how fake they want to be is none of my business. Do you know? Like, I don't spend my, you know, you see these people with these passive-aggressive Instagram uh, posts. posts. You know, and if you fake in my life, you will be found out. And I do not have time for this. And I, You know, it's just like, what the fuck is You do have time for this because you just posted that. <laughs> like, so you do have time. You have like, plenty of time. You know, so for me, I think calling someone else fake is a judgment. Mm. You know? 
I can notice certain things and acknowledge things about them like, huh, that's interesting. But how fake they are, how, who, who am I to say how fake they are? I know one thing I can do, not move forward with them in my life. There you go. That's, that's a good it. point. I mean, I feel like you can tell phoniness mm-hmm. immediately. Just people that are so... Um, I don't know. Yeah, that are trying too hard or just want to impress you or just, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, though, yeah. but uh, that is annoying when people are not genuine. Um, what is this person's talk-to-listen ratio? Many of us find ourselves so uh, self-confidence intoxicating. We find self-confidence intoxicating, but we should be careful if a person talks more about themselves than they do listen. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree completely. Uh, number four is, is this person an energy giver or an energy sucker? Oh, my God. Do you have those friends in your life? I, I do. I do, too. That I do. suck, 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 suck. And no matter... Not for long. I know. You get rid of them? Yeah. See, I'm sort of in this spiral. I have some that I've been friends with for years, and I'm just like, I don't know. Well, How do for I, one I, thing... I, I never can know, like, do I toss them aside from that? Well, what bothers me, and I think you know this, because in the work that we do, it's... You're constantly putting out so much energy. It's just energy. energy. I'm putting this out. And... Sometimes you go and you sit down with your friend for a cocktail, and they're like, okay, I want you to tell me all about this and tell me all about that. And you're like, bitch, I didn't know I had to do a stand-up show, and I got to buy the fucking drinks. I mean, it's just like, I got to pull out my damn credit card and do a stand-up show for you. <laughs> bitch, I'm tired. And so sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I could have left the bitch out, but that's how I really feel. Oh, this just it. happens. You know, sometimes people will say um, that I've just met, and unfortunately they get this part of me too because it's keeping it real they'll say oh tell me about yourself and tell me all about you and i'm like you know what if i say my name one more fucking time today i'm gonna vomit i don't want <laughs> to hear don't it i want to talk about me i don't want to talk about it so sorry yeah. you caught me i'm at the end of my rope with this paul wharton shit <laughs> but that's good <laughs> you're honest talk about it. well i'm my own business so like i gotta talk about me all day long you've been in my office yes <laughs> you know you think I- if you walked into whitney houston's office she's have a picture of another bitch <laughs> on her wall no i'm everywhere but that's how i eat you know, off this Paul Wharton-ness. Yeah. That doesn't mean I want to talk about it all day long. When I go to the bar, I mean, let's talk about boys, sex, you know, <laughs> good times. Woo-hoo. I don't want to talk about Paul Wharton. I love you. That that's is it. That's good self-awareness. Um, and number five on the list, there's several more, so you can uh, check out the list. It's on Observer.com. What is the person's spouse or partner like? We're known to be the company we keep. If you're considering hiring an important employee, invite the candidate out to dinner with his or her spouse. That'll tell you a lot. Hmm. Um, I think that's really, really interesting. If that partner is obnoxious, if they don't seem genuine, or they don't have good qualities that you're looking for, the person's married to them. So I would think twice about surrounding yourself with them. That's interesting, isn't it? Would yes, you judge, it is. Do you judge people by who they're with? Why do you keep Dan and I apart? <laughs> I've only met Dan once at a live show. Oh, you never yeah. have us go to dinner. You say you want to be clinged on to somebody all the time, but yet... You keep us apart. Why? Why do you do this? You think I'm going to make a move on your man or something? <laughs> I would love if you made a move on my man. I, would, <laughs> I swear to God. And maybe, probably I'll find Dan, like, hooking up with some guy. But I swear, I feel like he is so straight. I'm like, can't we do anything that could just be questionable? Like, I try to put makeup on him, and he gets so upset. Oh, my God. Do you ever twiddle your... No, okay, no, he won't. Okay. No backdoor fingers. I can't even like. So now, you know, of course, I always try to just like when he's not looking at like I poke his butthole yeah. to just like try and <laughs> he hates it so oh, much. <laughs> and then I always give him all these scenarios about mm-hmm. um, 
I, I can't remember how we got talking about this, but anyway, about um, if he would ever like try my underwear on or anything, and he's absolutely mortified, and he refuses to speak to me. He always is like, okay, time to go to work, see ya, and like he'll just leave. I'm like, what would you ever, like, he's so straight. So you were telling me that he's not clingy enough, right? He's not clingy enough, no. I. But you seem so independent, like you want to be, oh, I'm Sarah, hear me roar, I want my own space, but... In reality, when you go home. Well, you want to talk about psychology and like yeah. therapy. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I grew up, honest to God, my parents, before my dad died, they they really only hung out with each other. Like, my mom wow. came from a big family, and she was very close with her sister. She was very close to her parents and her other siblings. But I wouldn't really say my mom, um, she was super active in the community, but she didn't, like, have, like, best girlfriends that she hung out with. She and my dad hung out all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, we all hung out as, like, a family unit all the time. Every weekend, like, my cousins would come or whatever, but it was always hanging out with my mom, my dad, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... That, to me, is what, like, a good family unit is, right? Because that's what I grew up with. But I don't think Dan sees it like that. Like, he wants his Dan time. He's got his bro guy friends that he likes to go with. And I'm like, but see, I could just be your best. Like, we could just be best buddies, and that would be, like, it. Really? <laughs> is that, like, too clingy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to You want to be his everything. Yes. And did I, I really... so weird. I probably never told you this, but, you know, like, a couple years ago, this, I've, I've dumped Dan many times. Like, we've gotten mm-hmm. back together and we fought, and, like, I break up with him all the time and then get back together with him because I ultimately am really in love with him. But um, one of the times that I broke up with him, I was like, am I your best friend? And he actually had to think about it. He's like, I don't know. I think maybe it would be you or my brother. And I'm like, okay, I am done, But bitch. do you have to be? Yes, you have to be. Yes! Your significant other should be your best friend. He tells me no. And I'm and says I said, who, though? I'm out of here. Says I was, who? I packed it up. Says who? Says you? me. I think you need to be best friends with your significant other. Huh. Interesting. Because after it, all the sex, all that goes away, if you don't have your, if you guys aren't tight like best friends, what do you have? Huh. I guess you don't have much. <laughs> Well, the interesting thing, you know, I'm really interested in talking about the fragility of relationships, of friendships. You know, you can be so That's close. That's the truth. You can be so close with someone. You can share these extraordinary adventures. You can travel the world. You can go through people and their family dying or, you, you know, your relationships breaking up. And then... You have a little moment with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's A it. little moment where they're feeling insecure or you didn't say quite the right thing. And then the bitch goes ghost. I mean, and I'm, and I'm speaking from a real situation. And I really try when someone, I take this from Maya Angelou because Oprah says this all the time. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. You can have all of these experiences with someone. And I've done this with someone recently. You can love them to the ends of the earth. You can travel to find them when they lose loved ones and all that. I did all this. I did all that. You can sit on the phone with them all night long and listen to their shit, you know, and be an open. One thing that you don't agree with them about, and they're like, they go quiet. Right. And then the texts don't, you know, they're not really responding to your text. And then you're just kind of like, well, what the fuck was I? Am I your yes man? Because I'm not that guy. That is a good point. I'm not that guy. But so. don't you think it comes down to this? Because I think in life, I think this is true of marriage. I think this is true of partnerships. I think this is true of friendships. Don't you think very few last the test of time? I think most times people come in and out of your life at different periods of your life when you guys are meant to be together. Friendships, partnerships. That's why I think marriage is 
in general don't really work. Sure. Because I don't think it is so tough. And to me, like, I thought this was very interesting. I was, when I went to Maine the last time I was up there, we had my, my two cousins, they just had newborn babies. We kind of had like a girls' day. All mm-hmm. the moms came and everything, and we did this sort of poll. We were asking all of my aunts and some of my cousins if you had it to do over again, would you marry your husband? And not one of them was like, absolutely <laughs> yes. Not one. They I were like, uh, maybe, yeah. but because I think it's so hard. I think yeah. it's just you're. We're not designed like that. I don't think. Well, maybe people should get married, but maybe marriage should be thought of in terms of phases. You know, like mm-hmm. they say, you know, the honeymoon, and then they say newlyweds. Of course, there's a reason why the first year, because it's all hot and sexy the first year. And then, you know, you move into different phases, and then you have the, the raising the family phase, and then you have um, the uh, empty nest syndrome phase, and then it's kind of like, okay, this is what you should be expecting, because it's not always going to be hot and heavy like it was when we were engaged and newly married. Yeah. Right? And I just think people aren't, the part that drives me nuts is I feel like people are not self-aware mm-hmm. they're not in touch with their feelings they don't do check-ins like i do i love where you and i are both in that like great mindfulness you know we're always trying to work on ourselves and think about like other people but a lot of people that i'm friends with and i know they're not into that mm-hmm. they don't they're not there in that place they have a ton of hang-ups from their past that they absolutely want to you know address and then i you just begin to go okay how long is this friendship going to last or is this relationship going to last? Like, I'm sure you've dated tons of people that the minute like you get in it and you get start peeling away the layers, you're like, all right, this person has never dealt with all this shit. This is going to come back. Absolutely. And it just still amazes me when you're in a relationship like that with some like dating someone and, you know, you just at night, you're just laying in each other's face and, oh, and what are your dreams and what are your hopes? Oh, I'll be there for you. I'll lift you up. You show up late one night for dinner. <laughs> that motherfucking I mean, you know, and it's just kind of like, wait, what about all that great stuff? And then you break up, and then they block you on Facebook. And then, you know, it's like they're so mad. And I've just never been the type of person to be that angry with any of my exes, even the one that cheated on me in New York. Yeah, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, it hurts, but you, yeah, you move on. You move on. And I'm just like, child, well, let the next one have to deal with you, you know? Yeah. But I'm fine with staying friends, and I really mean it. And I don't, like, double back and, like, you know, come over tonight. I mean, because they were never that good in the first place. That's the real read. <laughs> if they never were, you know, they weren't knocking my socks off in the first place. Yeah, so bye. All right. See you. Oh, my God. See you later. Uh, there were two <laughs> quick stories I wanted to get to before we... Um, uh, do you? I, I want to talk about yours. You were talking about this, the guy that got 40 years yeah. in prison for... Um, in Georgia. So there was a man who threw boiling water on a gay couple, and he just got sentenced to 40 years in prison. So a jury has convicted an Atlanta truck driver accused of pouring boiling water over two gay men as the couple slept in February. The jury deliberated for about 90 minutes Wednesday after finding Martin Blackwell guilty of eight counts of aggravated battery and two counts of aggravated assault. According to the Associated Press, Blackwell was sentenced to 40 years in prison. He's 48 years old. He's a truck driver. Apparently, this man dated a woman who had a gay son who had just recently come out to his mother. Oh, my God. The man, uh, one of the gay men was dating another gay man for six weeks. They were in the mother's house. Now, this truck driver 
who's basically like a transient, he would come to this woman's house, who was a, probably a desperate woman. I hate to judge this lady, but she's got this well, truck gonna... driver coming in and out of her house whenever he's in town, the article says. So whenever he's in town, okay? He comes to the house. So the woman's son is sleeping there on a mattress with his partner. The man sees that. He goes to the kitchen. He fills a pot of water. He sets it to boil. The water is boiling. As they slept, the man pours the pot of boiling hot water over these two men. Okay? Blackwell, a long-haul truck driver who stayed at the house when he was in town, people, came in and saw the two unconscious men lying next to them. He went to the kitchen. He got the water. And then he says to the police, I woke up. Oh, no, this is one of the guys saying this. I woke up to the most unimaginable pain in my entire life, Tolbert says, one of the men, sobbing frequently during his testimony. I'm wondering why I'm in so much pain. I'm wondering why I'm wet. I don't understand what's going on. So then the guy says, Martin Blackwell, he says to the police, they were stuck together like two hot dogs, so I poured a little hot water on them and helped them out, he said to police, according to the incident report. They'll be all right. It was just a little hot water. Oh, so my this God. horrible, evil person who didn't even have a home to call his own, who, by the way, told these two men after he poured the boiling water on them, get out of my house. What are these women saying to these men to make them feel like they are the king of the castle when they're not the king of the MF castle? <laughs> it's a good question. I, yeah. Did she say anything in the article, the woman that was uh, that actually owned the home? And was the, this was her son? Was this, this was her, her son? son. Well, what the hell did she say about him, this truck driver, transient asshole? Uh, no comment. I mean, I don't see anything from the woman. Of course, of, I mean, I'm sure she's horrified. Uh, because the, both the men suffered damage to their face, neck, oh back, God. arms. One of them has to wear a compression garment over most of his body Ugh. for the next two years. They're both in physical and emotional therapy weekly, right? I mean, it's just absolutely awful. But it just I'm just really interested because you see a lot of these women who bring these men into their lives. Yeah. Why is this man coming to your house? Like, come on, lady. I'm, you know... Get a man who you can go to his house. This is a long-haul truck driver. You really need some I, dick that bad <laughs> that you would let this fool come into your house. Ain't you ever heard of candy-coated nights in the candy factory? <laughs> Get you a good deal, though. I'm sorry. These people have no. to put family first and put their children first, so I'm sure. Yeah, because, you know, a guy that has that much hatred in his heart, oh. it, this isn't, like, the first thing that's come out. Hello. Like, you Preach. Know. Preach, Sarah. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, I mean, this has come up before. Oh, absolutely. He's my son. I love him yeah, no matter what. Yeah, this guy what. probably is using no. the F word and calling him a, absolutely. you know. And, and when people say, oh, I would love him. No, I don't mind. He's still my son. I still love him regardless. Regardless of what? Like, is that a reason not to love someone because they're gay? Like, you need to fix it, Jesus, all the way with some of these people. Because they try to fix it a little bit. And then things like this happen. Because this woman has never really stood for her son in the eyes of this Martin fool. So he thought he could come in. Go to boiling some water and pour it on. Pour it on these men. I'm just. I'm horrified by this. Well, so thank wake God up, he got people. forty years. Wake up. I don't think it's enough. I think they should have poured some boiling water on his ass. <laughs> you know. They should have. Yeah. I he was funky from that. his from his trip. 
you know, he was smelling kind of funky when he got off the road as a truck driver. So, you know, I just poured some hot water on him. I mean, he'd be all right. It's just a little hot water. That's the truth. Hey. I didn't realize you were in a capital punishment. Look at you. <laughs> Um, hey, have all your friends on Facebook, last story here, have all your friends on Facebook been posting and playing the concert game? Oh, I'm so done with that. <laughs> I'm so done. Yeah. Is everybody, if you don't know this, I'm sure you've seen it all over your feed. Essentially, people want you to post 10 concerts you've been to, and one of them is a lie, right? Well, security companies, online security companies are coming out and going, don't fall for this, don't play this game. Because many times, one of the security questions for your credit card, for your bank account, is what was the first concert you went to? Right. Or name a concert you went I've to. I've seen that and essentially before. essentially, you're giving people a guide yeah. to go in and potentially hack your security. Absolutely. Duh. Which, of course, I didn't I didn't even think of. I almost played the game. I was getting so annoyed with everybody I know on Facebook that yeah. I'm like, "All right, well, let me go through what concerts. Mm. I don't even know if I've been mm. to ten concerts." Yeah, I don't know that I, I probably have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, but barely. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! What if you don't have ten? Can you play the eight concert game?" Right. Yeah, I, I'm overseeing that on everybody's timeline. I mean, it's, just, it's too much. I know it was too much, but anyway, so don't do it. You're going to be getting a, a notification. Mm. I know. Okay. Um, the last thing, too, I wanted to talk to you about is I need your advice on this. So I had a woman in my life who um, helped me out. She did some service things for me. And about a year ago, she was supposed to do some work. And I had said, you know, I'll just PayPal you the money and, and you do it when you have time. Crickets. Never okay. heard from her texted texted she was supposed to come over to my house and and bring me some items and all this stuff nothing nothing okay i'm texting her and i'm going hey you know i have to like after numerous texts and then she would say things like okay i'll be there on friday i promise you know so sorry i've just been really crazy okay all right fine fair enough friday would come nothing so i finally just texted and i said hey look i'm so surprised that you would do this because we've been friends for years we've worked together as well for years and the fact that you would take this money and then never follow through, and here it is three months later. I'm just really disappointed. Is it? Crickets. Never heard anything. How much money, by the way? Like $200. Okay, yeah. Would you even bother with that? <laughs> I mean, no. That's funny. Uh-oh. I'm being a bad influence on the interns. Chump change. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's the principle, right? It's the principle, right? And I've done a lot but of business But she acknowledged that, and she gave you back the money? So fast forward. Okay, this is like a year ago. Fast mm -hmm. forward six, seven months. I get a message, an email, a very sweet, apologetic email saying, look, I was going through some mental health issues. I was depressed. I really should have come through for you, and I really didn't, and I feel terrible, and I'm going to repay you this money on Friday. And I know you'll probably never want to speak to me. I love it. I love it. So this person did. She she paid me back the money, and I wrote her back, and I said, look, I could never, I would never hate you. I would never wish you harm. And I said, you know, it was really unlike you, um, and I wish you told me you just weren't feeling well, but I understand if you're really in the depths of depression, you probably can't even type that. So yes. I completely understand. I'm so sorry. You know, let me know if I can do anything to help support your mental wellness, and don't even worry about it. So pays me back the money, all good, right? Then I get an email like a couple days ago asking if she, if I would ever consider working with her again. Yes. So my question is, what do you think? Should I? Let me tell you something about this lady. She owned it. You know, okay. she owned her shit and she did her best to make it right. And, you know, in terms of money, because money is fluid, okay? So you need it, you take it. 
mm-hmm. you can give it, you give it, you know, and, and you keep that cycle going around. You know, if you've earned it and somebody pays it, you know, you, you take. So, but sometimes there's a little blip. Sometimes you need more than what you have or, you right. know, and we get caught up in these things and there are mental health things. So I'm going to just keep it just super simple with this. I'm living right now with love, with faith, with gratitude, and most of all, the thing that changed my life completely is not looking back, is not looking back and not having regret and guilt, but I am living in total forgiveness. So you forgive this woman, Mm -hmm. okay? You will Mm -hmm. be all the better for it. You can choose whether or not to move forward with her together or on your own, but forgive her and then the answer will come to you. Oh my God. Forgiver. Love, faith, gratitude, ah! forgiveness. Oh my God. And there I'm, you go. Seriously, you are like channeling Mariah Carey in Once We Date Things. Always be there. You have a Debbie Allen uh, dance party coming up, right? I sure do. Friday night, Debbie Allen at City Dance Dreamscape. It's at Lincoln Theater. You can still get tickets. They're a great price. Just a few more tickets left. Go to citydance.net. And I am hosting the after party with Debbie Allen, the Debbie Allen and Paul Wharton fame after party. Friday. uh, Actually, it's Saturday night. Oh, it is Saturday night? Saturday night. So not this Friday night. It's Saturday. It's this Saturday night. Saturday the 6th. And for tickets to that, go to citydance.net. And hey, if you're a podcast listener and you get tickets to the gala, let me know and I'll invite you to the after party. You can hang out with me and Debbie, right? Oh my God, absolutely. You can follow Paul, Paul Wharton Style Mm -hmm. on Instagram, Paul Wharton on Facebook, Paul Wharton Style. It's Paul Wharton on Twitter, right? Paul Wharton on Twitter, yeah. Paul Wharton on Twitter. So tweet Paul if you want to, or um, Paul Wharton Style at yahoo.com is his um, email if you want to. That's right. If you buy a ticket and And the tickets are just 25 and 38 bucks, and you know, it's going for a great cause. Keep kids dancing in the city that can't afford these programs. Oh now I'm about to hit my part right now. Lay me down. I want to say something to you, Sarah. What, honey? You will always listen as I pray. Yeah. I want to thank you. I love it. Great day, baby. Love you. Love you too. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Hey phrase, what's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey phrase, what's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey phrase, what's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic and she about to begin. The co-host with the most Paul Warren looking fleek. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's map, pop culture at its best. No need a second guess, separated from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless, many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous, the number one hostess.